Welcome to A Beggar Who Found Bread. I'm a beggar. My name is Brad, and I'll be your host. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want others to know where this bread may be found that they may live. This episode, Death of Me. A long overdue shout out to the band Red for the title to this episode. Red was formed in 2002 by twin brothers Randy and Anthony Armstrong, who are guitarist and bassist, respectively. Joining them on vocals is longtime friend Michael Barnes. And the band name, Red, was decided upon because they wanted something simple, easy to remember, and meaningful. Guitarist Randy Armstrong says that the meaningfulness of the name is that it represents the blood of Christ. The name is short and easy to remember. Mission accomplished, fellas. Style influences for Red are bands like Chevelle, Linkin Park, and even Seven Dust. There's lots of dramatic building intensity with explosive crescendos in their songs. And their music videos are often long theatrical storytelling videos. Um, You can check out the Feed the Machine and Release the Panic videos. Those two go hand in hand and actually tell one kind of continuous story in the two songs. Darkest Part is another intense story video. And Death of Me, which is one of my favorite songs of theirs all time. Um, it's, It's a great... Simple message in the video, and it brings out a theme of self-conflict. Alas, it's not about the music or the videos. It's about the message, death of me. Early on in my faith, I was working at a bookstore, and I had a co-worker who told me that a friend of theirs said God called her to be a martyr, that she would be martyred for her faith. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that would be pretty heavy to have this knowledge that you were going to be killed for your faith in Jesus. It's kind of like when Messiah, after restoring Simon Peter, said in John chapter 21, Amen, amen. I tell you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. Now this he said to indicate by what kind of death Peter was going to glorify God. And after this, Yeshua said to him, follow me. Yes, Simon, you've been restored and you will be killed for being my disciple. Follow me. You can check out the Rooster episode for more on that interaction. But history holds that Simon Peter was martyred for his faith and that when he was preparing to be crucified, he requested that he be executed upside down, considering himself unworthy to die as his master died. His request was granted. So for a long time, I considered that being martyred being a martyr was for a select chosen few and perhaps for those who had the gift of faith who even under the most extreme persecution torture and threat of death to themselves or their family would not compromise or recant their declared faith in Hashem through Messiah Yeshua as we read and learn of some of these martyrs in Fox's Book of Martyrs, or the more contemporary modern Jesus Freaks, Volumes 1 and 2, 
we witness the extraordinary faith of followers of Yeshua refusing to bow to any other under extreme mental and physical torture, even death. And it's humbling to read these stories, particularly in the light of the freedoms we American Christians have experienced. We know little to nothing about what it means to live in peril of our lives for our faith in God through Yeshua. And what I've come to realize is that being a martyr is not a calling for a chosen few. It is the call of everyone who calls Adonai Elohim Father, and for those who call Yeshua Master, to everyone who has surrendered to Adonai Elohim, the Lord our God, through the favor and merit Yeshua found in the eyes of the Father. And history holds that including including Jews who were persecuted and are persecuted for their faith, along with Christians, hundreds of millions of people have been martyred, executed for their faith throughout history. So perhaps that young lady that I mentioned earlier did or will be killed for her faith. I'm not sure. But I know that by the scriptures, that call is is not for her alone or for a chosen few. And it might be that Hashem was bringing her to a revelation that she, as all Yeshua followers, must be prepared to give her physical life for her faith. How does one prepare for such a thing? So much of the modern Western church has enjoyed, as I said, a comfortable existence with freedom of religious expression and great liberties. These freedoms have become a double-edged sword, as a large portion of the American and European church has become complacent, fat and happy, lethargic and negligent. The truth is, and the truth that's being revealed is that it's more difficult to maintain a life of faith and trust in God when there is little apparent opposition. We become smugly self-satisfied, comfortable, and complacent. Whereas for those under a constant threat of loss of their livelihood, possessions, property, even imprisonment, torture, and death, they have to cling to their faith each day, even moment by moment. This is why there are those, among whom I am one, who believe persecution is what the church needs. In order for us to become the people we have been called to be, our faith must be put on trial. When I hear or read of present-day followers of Messiah being persecuted, my prayer is that they would bear up under the persecution, that they would never yield to the pressure or pain denying their faith, but they would stand firm in their faith in Adonai Elohim through the Messiah Yeshua. Even as Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did in the book of Daniel, standing in the fire of a furnace, refusing to deny their faith in the Most High, El Elyon. Adonai does not promise that he will take us out of trials. 
As it is said through the prophet Isaiah, we will go through fire and flood. Adonai will be with us through them. May our faith in the Holy One, blessed be him, never waver. So how does one prepare to be martyred? How do we ready ourselves for persecution, prison, torture, and even execution? The answer is not easy, but it is simple. It's found throughout the scripture, from Genesis to Revelation. It's to daily martyr ourselves or allow ourselves to be martyred for our faith. Huh? Okay, let's take a look at some scripture. I'm going to present several verses or passages, and I encourage you, please, study to show yourselves approved of God. Go back and read and gather the context of the passage to make sure the application is accurate, that it works. It's my belief that our daily or even moment-to-moment surrender to God through Yeshua is our relinquishing of our right to ourselves, dying to self. Now, some of these will be familiar passages to many listeners. Um, We're going to start in Luke chapter 9 with the words of our master, Yeshua. Then Yeshua was saying to everyone, If anyone wants to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross every day, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, but loses or forfeits himself or his very soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words The Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and the holy angels. After restoring Simon Peter and telling him what kind of death he would experience, what were Yeshua's final words to the apostle in John 21? Follow me. And we read here, if anyone wants to follow Yeshua, he must deny himself, take up his cross every day and follow him. So what does it mean to take up our cross? The cross or crucifix is an execution stake. Dead man walking. He who loses his life for the sake of Messiah will save it. We are to daily lose our lives for Yeshua's sake. In Romans chapter 12, starting at verse 1, I urge you therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. And let's remember, Paul is a Jew of Jews. He knows the importance and significance of temple sacrifices. He is calling followers of Yeshua to present their bodies as living sacrifices. When a sacrifice is offered, 
It is the very life that is offered to Hashem. No holding anything back. No partial offering. No giving of less than the best. The very lifeblood poured out to Adonai Elohim. Even as Paul said of himself in the book of Acts that he longed to be poured out as a drink offering. Nothing held back. Just poured out, all poured out on the altar for the Holy One. Blessed be He. Paul urges us by the mercies of God to offer ourselves in this way. When a sacrifice is set apart for Hashem, it can be used for no other purpose. It is sanctified, holy, set apart for Hashem and only for Him. This is to be our daily life. No self-satisfaction, no selfish ambition, no considering ourselves as above any other, completely yielded and surrendered to El Elyon, God Most High. A living sacrifice. Living life as a sacrifice to God Most High. Sacrifice is giving something up. In this case, it is giving everything up, even as Adonai has given up everything through his son, the Messiah Yeshua. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul states, I die every day. In Philippians 3, starting at verse 10, speaking of Yeshua, Paul writes, My aim is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings, becoming like him in his death if somehow I might arrive at the resurrection from among the dead. Sharing in the sufferings of Yeshua, which are graphically detailed in the scriptures, New Testament writings, as well as in the Torah, prophets, and writings. Read Isaiah 52 through 54 and Psalm 22 for starters to get a grasp of the death of Yeshua. And Paul says he wants to become like him. In his death, sharing in those sufferings, becoming like Yeshua in his death, Messiah surrendered, offering himself as a pleasing sacrifice to the Father, not withholding anything, no concern for his own comfort or well-being, yielding in faith and love to Hashem his very life. We are to become like Yeshua in his death, denying our right to ourselves as he did. Let's take a little bit further look in Philippians chapter 3. Becoming like him in his death, if somehow I might arrive at the resurrection from among the dead, not that I have already obtained this or been perfected, but I press on if only I might take hold of that for which Messiah Yeshua took hold of me. Yeshua took hold of Paul for the resurrection. And Paul says he has not yet obtained it, but he presses on if only he might take hold of it. Pressing on by daily, becoming like Yeshua in his death, dying to self, a martyr, for Yeshua. In this picture, who is the persecutor? Who is it 
that daily tries to get Paul to renounce his faith, to recant. Who is it? It's Paul himself. His flesh, if you will. And you can read about that in Romans 7 as well. And as James says, when we are drawn astray, it's our own lusts. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. We must die to self to not indulge in things that reinforce our desire to embrace this life. We are our own worst enemies. We persecute ourselves. We recant and renounce our faith by being self-seeking. We deny him by the way we live our lives, as that famous quote from Brennan Manning says. We acknowledge Jesus with our lips, but we deny him by our lifestyle. The scripture tells us that we are not our own. We're bought with a price. And yet like Esau, we will sell our birthright, our new birthright for a bowl of stew or something to comfort, comfort ourselves in our flesh, even for our own desire to be vindicated for some kind of injustice. We will sell our birthright. Yeshua laid aside all in offering himself as a whole, complete sacrifice to Adonai Elohim. His flesh warred against him, even as ours does against us. He was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. A life of sacrifice and a life that was sacrificed all for the glory of the Father. Father, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. This is who we are to be. Not my will. Not my desires. Not my want for vengeance or for vindication. Your will be done. This is who we are to be. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Can we pray this for people who oppose us, for people who mock and ridicule our faith? Can we pray? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And yield ourselves to him. From Galatians chapter 2, we read Paul's statement. I have been crucified with Messiah, and it is no longer I who live, but Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by trusting in Ben Elohim, the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul declares Messiah Yeshua lives in him. Because he has been crucified with the Messiah. He has died to himself. And Messiah Yeshua lives in him. Total, whole, and complete sacrificial death to himself. That Messiah will live in him. And notice how Paul recognizes this. And we've perhaps heard it said. 
if you were the only one who was ever going to repent throughout all history, if it was only you that was going to repent to God through Messiah Yeshua, God would still have gone through with the crucifixion of his son. If I was the only one, Yeshua still would have died. Really? Do we think that? Paul certainly did. And the life I now live in the body, I live by trusting in Ben Elohim who loved me and gave himself up for me. Paul, Saul, didn't meet Yeshua, nor did Yeshua meet him prior to the crucifixion. There's at least no evidence of that scripturally. And yet Paul says Yeshua loved him and gave himself up for him. Through Messiah, God displays his love for the world, for all people as a whole, all the nations. But he also reveals he has set his affection on each individual. If you were the only one, he would have still made the sacrifice. So how much more does this speak to our personal relationship with him and our personal call to lay down our lives to be martyred for our faith? It is often said that when we come to the end of ourselves, we find God. We must give up our right to ourselves, our comfort, our desires, our right to be angry, our right to be offended, our right for vindication, and any other self-serving right which we try to hold on to. Have you died today? If you die today, you can surely live. The one who persecutes you is right there in the mirror. Do not renounce your faith in God through Messiah Yeshua to satisfy the one who persecutes you, the one in the mirror. Take up your cross, die to yourself, be crucified with Messiah, becoming like him in his death. And the next time something irritates, bothers, offends, annoys you, or the next time something pulls at the desires of your flesh, ask yourself, how would a dead man respond to this? He wouldn't. He's dead to it. We should respond as those dead to self, dead to sin, which is to not respond, to not act on those temptations, but to allow the life of the Messiah Yeshua in us to be our response. Thank you, Avinu Malkenu, our Father and King. Thank you so much for the price that you have paid. And may we be living examples. May we die to ourselves. May the death of the Messiah, Yeshua, your son, be manifest in us. May we become like him in his death, surrendered to you. And thank you that the life of the Messiah is in us by your Ruach HaKodesh, Holy Spirit, by your spirit. 
You empower us to do these things. Let us be spiritually minded and not be fleshly minded. Thank you so much. Thank you for all you have done, Father. Blessed be your name. I hope that this has blessed you and encouraged you and challenged you. Please study to show yourself approved of God. I'm a beggar. I found the bread of life, Messiah Yeshua, and I want others to know where it may be found, that even in dying, they may live. May we be daily martyred for our faith in the Most High through Messiah Yeshua, that we can go out and give him heaven. Grace and peace to you. Cain Shalom.